following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Another chapter of anime made me do it. We are your hosts. I'm Tyler. And I'm Erin. Erin with an A. <laughs> two two A's. <laughs> two A's. Uh, this is chapter forty-two. Uh, this is forty-three. Uh, forty-three. This is chapter forty-three. To you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> to you and yeah, there we go. There's an Attack on Titan uh, little twist. Not quite 2000, but you know. This is our first of two recordings this week. I am going on vacation, and you know the one thing that we strive here is since we started, we've put out like a product every single week. Mm-hmm. One week we had to, something happen. We put well, out, we've, well we put out two that week, so well, we put out two to make up for it. So we're kind of doing the same thing here. We wanted to make sure that we had an episode for the week while I'm gone. This so, isn't the first time we've done this. We no. did this pretty early actually in our yeah. our run here but uh this is uh it's jujutsu week so we're going to see jujutsu kaisen so this currently it we're recording as of march 21st so when this comes out it'll be the 20 not the 20 corp uh the 31st i think so it'll, yes it'll yep. probably be the last so it'll day. post yes it'll be for the end of the month. Okay. So this will be So that kind of works out perfect. Actually, actually, yeah, it works out perfect. Um today's topic is So okay, so let's let's get out ahead of this first. So because of all that, mm-hmm. we will not be covering the news this week. Yes, that as well. Um we're recording this episode first because the twenty second is when we are going to see the Jujutsu movie. Yep, we're going to see Jujutsu Zero. We're going to go record. We're not going to do like last time, no, where we I came won't. right to the studio. Where we just that one got funny. That one got we just got loopy at the end yeah. of that because that was a long day. I mean, we both had work. We went to the yeah. Movies. We both went, we went we worked all day and then we went went Jesus went went to the movies and then we came right here. Yeah. So like we were in here at like one in the morning and then yeah it was just it was not a good time it was, it was a bit much so we'll go see the movie we'll hang out with you guys we'll then see the movie then we'll come back the following day we'll talk about the movie so shout out to Aaron because he drove forty five minutes to come here today to record and then he's gonna come here after work on Wednesday and then drive forty five minutes home after yeah uh, but. Like I said, so I love the game, dude. We want to put the content out week by week. We don't want to miss a week, so we're doing. We're we not going to miss a week. No. So what we're doing is we got we're doing if if something came up and I couldn't make it, period for a week, mm-hmm. like something super. We'd figure rare, it out. We would figure it out and vice versa. Vice versa. If Aaron couldn't make it because of something, we would make sure that we had a show with one of us, possibly whether it's else. we're you know solo, solo on our dolo yeah. or uh, you know find somebody. Yeah. Um. So, like we said, no news for this week. At worst, if something crazy happens, yeah, 
unforeseen happens. We'll post about it on the we, uh, pages or something. Even like you and I could probably even like FaceTime, record the FaceTime, and then post that. Yeah. So it like it'd have to be something kind of pretty fucking nuts. So if it's just like a normal rigmarole news, yeah, like we normally cover, it'll be uh, it'll be for the first episode of April. Yeah. So we'll have a bunch of news. That might just be a whole news episode. Who knows? Yeah. So the, we'll see. The great catch up. Maybe. GCU. Maybe. Um, but today's episode, in honor of March being Women's History Month, we wanted to talk about um, some the wanted- most important and influential uh, characters. Not even characters, because there's some the voice actors and developers and all that stuff yeah. that are hugely important across all anime. Yeah. So we want to talk about that. Um, we wanted to talk about things that don't really fly in 2022, like things, that, yeah, things that don't. Sh- the good, the bad, and the ugly of all of this. Yes, you know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much just a quick uh, rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. So, so if you're looking forward to the news, sorry, yes. we'll catch you next week. Yeah, we'll catch you up. So. Where do we, we want to start? Do we want to start with like some of our favorite uh, female characters? Yeah, let's shows? go there first. Um, I'm going to go off the rip. Uh, Mikasa Ackerman. She's very high on my list as well. Um, 100%. I didn't really uh, do this in a list format. No, no, I no, I, di- I didn't either. It's just I think we should give general praise yeah. to a bunch of different. Yeah. Um, I think Mikasa is hands down... <clears throat> One of the most, um, at this point, iconic female characters, especially in 2010 to like 2022 time frame of If you were to do it by decade, she's on the all-decade team. Yeah. She's probably number one on the all-decade team. Yeah. Well, she's she's in the conversation. She's on the team. Yeah. Um, Hey, that's a fucking hell of an idea. We could do that. That'll be... Oh, there's some future ideas. I gotta write that one down. Put that's that, a fucking great idea. Put that. But, uh, in, uh, that's an oh shit. We don't have a idea for yeah. this week. Um, she. I brought up like 15 different lists to kind of just you know narrow things mm. down. And this list I'm clicking on her. her she's the first one on it. So <clears throat> uh, she's on a lot of lists though. Yes. Um. I think they. They Isayama, I believe I like I read so much, I'm sorry. So Isayama, I think that's who writes Attack on Titan. Um wrote, in my opinion, Mikasa like perfectly. Like her character development, how everything about her, um, her backstory, where she is now, all the exchanges with Aaron in the final season mm-hmm. in part one and two the very little that there is in part two so far. Um, it's just the development from the very beginning to now is just perfect, in my opinion. It's not even just that. It, it's it's the journey we've gone on with her. That too, yes. It's like how they explain her story. Like, she's not just a damsel that needs to be helped all the time. Like, she's actually the one doing the helping. Yep. Now we've, you know, you come to find out kind of possibly why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the story's not done yet, so we don't hundred percent know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do, but I don't. So, I mean, I'm not going to comment on that part of it. Plus, we're not talking about part two yet. So, just how? Like, let me ask you this. Real even quick. just the scarf, dude. Yes, I was about to say. How did you feel about Aaron when he was talking about Mikasa that way? I always took it as he's trying to push her away. Yep. Because he knew he was going to be in the epicenter of all this shit that was going to eventually hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And he wanted her and Armin as away as possible. Yeah. That's how I always read that scene. Okay. I never believed that he he fucking tells her he hates her. Yeah. Like, he's like, I've always hated you. Like, no, he fucking didn't. My initial reaction to that, obviously, I read it first. Um, I was kind of pissed, honestly, that he would talk to her that way when Mikasa has been by his side through Mm -hmm. everything, saved him countless times, has always put her life on the line to save him, to get him to this point, and then just says all this nasty shit about her. It's definitely jarring, but like I said, I never fought it. I always took that as, okay, I kind of see what you're doing here. Just say what you got to say to push him away so that way you don't hurt him. Yeah, like, yeah, she's not a a casualty of this war that Aaron started. Like in that flashback when they're all on the train and they're arguing who's going to inherit the Titan from him, and he's like, I don't want to give it to any of you. I care about you guys so much. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't want this. Like, this is not something I want for you guys. But, I mean, speaking of Attack on Titan, though, I mean, she's not the only one. No. Literally, Hanji is in charge of almost the whole shit, especially now where we're at. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, depends how current you are, but. I think that, I mean, there's Hanji, great character. Again, great mm-hmm. development. Phenomenal. Like, when you first meet her, you think, this chick is goofy. She's, 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 like she's, she's a bit eccentric, for sure. But I think after, see, now you're not caught up again. Um, if I can't remember if we were talking before, if we were recording when we first started, uh, I asked you if you were all caught up to this week, and you said no. I am not. Um, this week, huge, huge Erwin Smith vibes out of Hanji. Like, massive. Mm. Like, like, when you finally uh, watch it, I feel like you're going to text me like, yo, dude. Yeah. Like, I put it... I put she has a little tiny speech like she just um she's some good quotes for in in a scene and I was just like damn that is almost up there with like Irwin's speech when he's like yeah basically we're all gonna die yeah Yeah. um you got Sasha Sasha was a great character too rip 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 to Sasha um I loved her character Honestly, she I she's saw, a great antithesis to like Connie and, and Jean, mm-hmm. John, however you want to say that. I saw a lot of myself in a female version of Sasha because like she's always eating, like that's like a potato, like potato, fucking meat, potato girl. Meat. Uh, she's hunting. She goes out of her way to try and and she saves this uh, girl who turns out like that whole yeah that was all that whole yeah. come around with the girl. Um, I forget her name, the blonde girl, and then Gabby saves her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was it was it was amazing story writing for that aspect. Um, hundred percent. Who else is there in uh, Attack on Titan? Female uh, Annie. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you got to give it to her? I mean, I, I don't know what side of the pendulum you want to put her on. Yeah. Whether she's a good guy or a bad guy. I, I, like she's, I always found her as a little middle. Of, she's like not. She's kind of just doing what she's told. Yeah. Which. Which is kind of like she's, but she's only doing that because. It gets addressed. Because of her dad. It gets addressed. Yeah. A lot more. You know, you know, it's, it's. But I mean, that scene, she is fucking terrifying, though. Yeah. In season one, she mm-hmm. is horrifying. Yep. I just talked to Kevin about that the other day when she's she's got the ODM gear and she's just spinning this dude and his fucking parts are flying everywhere. There's more vibes of that with this last fucking hey, dude. Yeah. Um, I know you don't like her at all from Attack on Titan. Oh boy. There's two that I know you don't like though. All right. Um, I do like Gabby. Honestly, I don't like Gabby. Um. And then there's Peak. I know you, ah, you do not yeah. like Peak. I don't like Peak. I don't like her in her human form or her Titan form. Her Titan form more so because it's, it's fucking creepy yeah. as shit. <laughs> I hate her voice. Oh, I I, I, I enjoy her. But character. she's badass though. Yeah. You got to give it to her as far as that goes. Like she's she's extremely useful for what her Titan. Her Titan's fairly limited. Mm-hmm. Comparatively to like Aaron and Reiner and everybody else, fucking Zeke, yeah. everybody else is Titan. Even Annie, you know. What I mean, yeah. Ymir's, fucking Ymir. Ymir yeah. is a great character too. So is Historia. Yeah, like I think there's a there's a case to say that Attack on Titan. I mean, we've beat this fucking horse to death. Yeah, that this is a phenomenally written sh- series. But uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find another series that has consistently across the board better female characters. I do have one th- in my head that I will go to later okay. once we're done with this one. But from top to bottom, consistently throughout the whole show as well. Mm-hmm. Especially for a shonen that's usually... It's it's literally geared towards boys and young men. Yeah. Like, that's literally the definition. So, like, that's your target demo. hmm Boys and men from, like, ages, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what those ratings things usually start at. Yeah. But from kids all the way up to at least that 30-year-old bracket. Mm-hmm. That's the target demo for shonen shows. Generally. You know, historically. Be hard-pressed, like I said, to find a better show with better female writing. I agree. Especially when the two females talk to each other. That's something we haven't really brought up yet, is that Bechtel test, which is it's a test where if you have two females talk to each other that's not about a man, it passes the Bechtel test. Mm-hmm. You'd be shocked at how much stuff in media, in general, everything, don't pass that test. You'd be shocked. Really? How many do not. It's two females, two named females, talking to each other, and it cannot be about another guy. So it could be anything else, literally anything else. You pass the Bechdel test. Attack on Titan does? Oh, yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree. I feel like Isayama definitely across the board has given flowers to all his characters, mm-hmm. but he also didn't go with the typical tropes that involve women in anime. You know what that's I mean? That's also yeah, right, and that's also going to be part of this chapter yeah. of the show. So yeah, you don't have you know the generic anime girl with you know the super revealing suits and all yeah. that shit. They all wear the same stuff, which I think is is super telling of this show. Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole thing, yeah, they all wear different patches, but like everybody's pretty much wearing the same shit. I think whether you're rich, you're a rich Marley in person, or you're in Shiganshina, just about everybody's wearing the same thing. Now they got mm-hmm. blimps and all that other zeppelins and shit like that. <clears throat> But it's pretty consistent across the board. Yeah, 100%. Who else you got? I mean, we get, we get, um, <clears throat> like, like you said, we beat Attack on Titan. Yeah, we to death. It's just anime made me do it. Loves yeah. Attack on Titan. Yep, that's what brought we're us not. Ex- we're not exactly going out on a limb on that one. No, you know. But in this conversation, they're hyper important. We didn't talk about Historia's actual sister. Mm-hmm. She was huge for a huge chunk of the story. Yep. The fucking Warhammer Titan was a female. Yeah. And she was nuts, dude. Yeah. That scene where she's like, do you have any final words, Aaron Yeager? Because I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. You know, and then he snakes his way out of there and kills as, her. But as per tradition. <laughs> you know, classic Aaron. But... Yep. Yeah, she was she was gnarly. Dude. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even just talking about it is just you think about more and more and more. <clears throat> Fucking Yelena. Actually, Mayor. Uh, you know, yeah, Aaron's mom. The whole important. Yeah, oh, D- Dina yeah. Freitz. Yep. Like the Titan that ate Aaron's mom. Yep. yep. Like that's she was a huge part of the story. Yeah. And then that twist where it's his step. What would he be to her? What would she be to him? I think stepmom. Right? Yeah. Well, step step usually comes after you. Yeah, born. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad's former wife. His half-brother's mom. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that'd probably be the best way to describe her. She's like almost one of the focal points of the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole story. If she didn't be, go walking in there at that time and eat Aaron's actual mom... None of this happens. None of that happens. Somehow the house, the the rock, the boulder goes on the house next to them and his mom's fine. You have a completely different story. And if she doesn't show up, if it's a dude Titan that eats his mom, totally different. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Who else you got? Let's hear it. I'm going to go to the show that I think possibly... Beats Attack on Titan. And I think it's My Hero Academia. From a quality and a quantity standpoint. Now, they are in school, so that kind of makes it a little bit easier because you have students and teachers, Mm -hmm. and you have the professionals out in general. But even just Class 1A, you have Sue. Ochako. Yep. Momo. Yep. Uh, the bug girl, 
Oh, uh, the acid. Yeah. Acid girl. Uh, She's a fucking great character. Year Jack. Invisible. Year Jack. Yeah, Hero. Or Jiro. Jiren. Um... Like season season one or two, you have the pussycats when they're doing the training thing in the woods. Um, and the one quirk was so good that what's his name took it too. All for one. Yeah, took her quirk. That's another thing. Like season, and the, and I think the cool thing about My Hero Academia's females, you have like the U.S. Let's just take the U.S.J. attack in season one. Mm-hmm. You have a character like 13, and then you have a character like Midnight. Completely opposite sides on the sexualization spectrum. Mm -hmm. One's literally, that's her whole thing, and the other one's literally in a fucking Martian suit. Yep. And her quirk is she sucks up stuff and she makes it into dust, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And then you have, like, Mount Lady. Who's kind of in the middle. Yeah. And then there's um, Mirko. Oh, dude, she's awesome. She, and we're gonna be. She's seeing, Jack, dude. We're gonna be seeing a lot more of her starting. Right. Yeah. In she's the in the fall. poster. She's in the. Yep. Oh, well, I mean that's part of the news, so we'll cover that. Yeah. Wednesday. Shout out to that poster though. That poster's sick. It just looks like a manga cover to me. Yeah. But I mean, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's sick. But I mean, you can have two different. And they don't look at each other like, oh, you fucking, you're a bitch or whatever. You suck. I don't like you. You know, they have the same goal. They're both teachers here. Mm-hmm. And both willing to take themselves to a point of sacrifice. We saw that in the USJ where literally she tried sucking up. Uh, Shigaraki. No, uh, no, not Shigaraki. His uh, Kyogiri. And I thought she had his ass. I thought she. I thought he was done. Mm-hmm. And then he sneaks up behind her, and then her. I thought she was dead. I really thought they killed her right there. But and then you have like <clears throat> the thing about my heroes. There's like the female characters all around are very important. I mean, Deku's the, mom, the person who makes all the equipment for them, is a female. Is a female. You know who's usually in charge of all the agencies? A female. Female. Who's running Endeavor Agency? Mm. A female. Who are the side? Who, who like took number one sidekicks? Is yep. the females. Who took over for uh, Sir Nidai? A female mm-hmm. and a centipede. And a centipede. <laughs> but she's basically running that show. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a great villain and a female in Toga. In Toga, yeah. Granted, she's absolutely out of her mind. But it's so. But she's very well written. She is. Thing. She's extremely well written, and that's part of her. Her quirk causes her to be like that. She's weird because of her quirk. Because she has to. She likes blood. That's part of her thing. And then um, this week's chapter, they got more into like detail, right? About her how she works with her quirk. Like, I really don't want to like kind of spoil it. Yeah, but it's definitely. Let's not, um, let's not dabble into that, but. It's it was very well written this week. Um Star and Stripe that we just recently saw in the manga. America's number Bigger one hero. than life. Like America's all might not, the United esque. States, the United States number one. You hero. can tell you can tell and the just in the panel where she shows up. Yeah. She has a presence about her that is infectious. Yep. 
and she's not overly sexualized in her uniform. She's almost she's almost got like a Wonder Woman esque, yeah, like new run where she's got like pants and stuff on. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, she's fucking cool. Fucking. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's just so many. Class 1B also has some phenomenal female characters. Yes. The Mushroom Girl literally almost killed... Tsukuyomi. Or no, um, to- Tokoyami. Tokoyami with the mushrooms in his lungs. Yep. Jesus. And then you have the girl that breaks apart. And she get like, she's... Yeah. She's crazy good. Yep. She- there's not... And then there's the whole other class, the class versus class thing. The mm-hmm. teacher... Eraserhead's uh, like rival is a woman. Mm-hmm. Like this, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Th- there's a ton of females in this show. Yeah, and they don't make you. Now you can say what you want about Yao Momo's outfit, where, but they've also recently fixed that. Mm-hmm. And it's less. Yeah. Her tits are out. Yeah, you know. Which I mean. That they tried explaining that one away though because like that's she needs her skin exposed because of her quirk. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it. Eh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the good on them for. F- I don't want to say fixing it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary type of thing. So I'm kind of glad they did fix it. Because, I mean, they are in school, so it's like, why are we over-sexualizing these teenagers kind of thing? Yeah. But the whole point of her character, though, is that she's smart. And she thinks things through. She's, like, genius level. Right. With her, you know, coming up with the disguise idea when all that shit went down with All for One and All Might. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. That was all her. Yep. And her making that care package almost, you could call it, for her teammates in the uh, Class 1A, Class 1B fight. Mm-hmm. Her and that other girl was basically, they were just basically playing chess with each other. Yeah. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I liked about Season 5 so much, is that they gave all these females... A ton of screen time. Yep. The one thing I like about My Hero 2 now that I'm thinking about it, and it's going to be a point that I bring up a little bit later, it's going is that they give a lot of the teams when they do like their agency stuff, the, the girls work together. But they give mm-hmm. they a lot of these girls the shine at the same time. Right. Whereas stuff like, you know, one of my favorite shows, Naruto. Like you have the original Team Seven, which is Sasuke, Naruto, and uh, Sakura. Mm-hmm. Like Sakura is like it's it's a, it's a known thing in in like the anime world and the manga world that like people say that she ain't shit. You know, you got these two overpowered characters. On a I was team. gonna say you'd argue you're two most powerful characters in the whole series, right? Oh yeah, a hundred percent, they are. And um, they they just, like, way overshadow her. Like, she... I just saw a meme earlier that said, like, 
uh, Team 7 at 99.9% power, and it's just Naruto and Sasuke, and then it's at 100% power, and then it hit Sakura. And it, so, I mean, uh, it, it's a known thing. Um, but I will give it to Naruto because the, the main villain and the whole entire Shippuden side of the show is a female, an overpowered female goddess, the bunny goddess or rabbit goddess in uh, Kaguya Otsuski. Um, I think that's a great villain, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You, you're not there yet. I am not. So, yeah, I wish I could speak more to Naruto. I am getting into it, though. Like, I, I've i listened to that fucking speech so many goddamn times. <laughs> the one I sent? The one that I did? Yeah. <laughs> well, not your version of it, you yeah. fuck, but... Kona. <laughs> Although you did nail it, so I probably just couldn't. But Itachi, Kisame. Actually, also uh, Madara's that that TikTok you sent me oh, the yeah, other yeah. day, where he where the kid was sending Madara's speech to his mom, yes. and his mom's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> that's good. Like that's actually very poignant. Like he makes some like phenomenal points in that. Uh, like it's 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 very like the. Uh, I mean, the um. How do I want to word this? Um, the outlooks that some of the characters in Naruto have is one of the. Mo- That's why I love Naruto. It's people like it, it's one of those shows that we grew up watching. But like when you actually like as an adult. So here's the thing. So I'll let you make your point. Just give me one second. Mm-hmm. I'm almost glad I didn't, because some of this stuff may have been lost on me growing up. A hundred percent. So like you've rewatched it several times. So yes. like you. So like you had that enjoyment originally, because it's cool fights and shit like yeah. that, and you know their eyeballs change different colors and shapes, mm-hmm. which is cool. But like there is there's I I never thought that there was like tangible substance to these people, mm-hmm. and now I'm finding that I was very wrong in that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you finish now. Um, <clears throat> some of the uh speeches and some of the stuff that they say it's go- it goes a lot deeper like i like to s- I, the one time i told someone like i've learned more about being a human not really a human but like i've learned a lot I, more I, about, I, you know I, 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 mean? I understand what you're saying though yes like, I've, I've i've learned more about more adult topics and i've like done more introspective thinking based on certain things that p- characters in naruto say like pain speech once you- I was gonna I was gonna say I, I unfortunately heard some of that too. When you get to But like I listened but speech, I, Yeah. Like But like what he's saying, he's like which is and I've said this before too. The uh, the key to a great villain is they kind of make you forget that they're the bad guy in the story. Mm-hmm. And that speech that he gives Naruto is like It starts out with like he's like what about my people? Right. What that's and that's the village? that's the he's like so like you are revered as a hero, but like what about everything I want to love and protect too? Yeah. Like what the mm-hmm. why is there a double standard there? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean that's I mean that's a end of tangent, I guess. But and again, there's more other, there's like other female characters that are great in Naruto, like Conan. 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 Itachi. Um, but Naruto is also one of the shows that gets stuck in the typical tropes that involve anime. 
like like boys falling into girls' chests and their faces. Yes, in the chest yeah, and, and we'll, right. we'll talk more about that as we go on. But one female I also want to bring up, okay, is uh, Shimura Nana. Okay, yep. <clears throat> um, She's basically the whole point behind all all of my existence. Yeah, essentially. She's one of the most key. Oh, we haven't seen her in the anime yet. I mean, we the bits we have, yeah. very poignant stuff. Like, and that's Shigaraki's grandma, right? And that ties back into like the Attack on Titan thing, where it's like there's a thread lines that are tied to all these yep. essential female characters now. Yep. I can't wait for Deku to talk to her. I hope she does. Like the other vestiges, I don't. I mean, don't get on that yet, but. <clears throat> I that's my hope at least, mm-hmm. but I mean we'll see. That's yet to be revealed. Um, I brought up Naruto, so I'm trying to just think of some other Naruto characters I mentioned. Kaguya. They try to give um Sakura her flowers by giving her the mitotic regeneration jutsu. Oh, Tsunade, she's the fifth Hokage. You know, she has some great moments in the show, but again, mm-hmm. she falls into the, some typical tropes of like big anime titties and and right, like yeah. and and, and um, Jiraiya being a pervert over her and stuff like that. Just but, there to be kind of ogled at, kind but, of thing. But I will say that they let her show how strong she really is and some of the stuff that she's fighting in. You but know, she's fighting Madara like pr- practically one on one at some right. point. I mean, okay. He's got a full blown Susano. I've sent you pictures of the yeah. Susano last week, and and everyone's like amazed because she gets this regeneration jutsu pretty much like makes you practically immortal. Mm-hmm. So she gets stabbed through the chest, and then she just breaks off the Susano like sword and like fucking chucks it at him, and then she heals after. Oh, by the way, we didn't touch on. The, oh, well, maybe we should touch on that on Wednesday. Disregard. Okay. We'll talk. We'll fucking talk about it. But um, like I really off the top, like I can't remember a lot more from Naruto besides Kaguya, Conan, Tsunade, and I Sakura. I think oh, that Hinata, that's um Naruto's okay. wife. Like, yeah. Huge trigger moment for Naruto to go rage mode. Like I which we've talked up. about that. Yeah. So and she's a great character in my opinion too, and she's definitely written a lot better as time goes on. Especially so that that's kind of what I wanted to t- touch on too, is Naruto is from a different time than these other two shows that we've talked about. Exactly. So it's from 90, the nineties. Yeah, it, it was a very different climate mm-hmm. where characters like, I mean, another show we could we talk about a lot too is Dragon Ball. You know, fucking Roshi's whole existence is a giant pervert. Is yes. Like back, shows from back then and manga from back then. That was like a feature. That was like a key feature in like all of your shows. Like, like you had to have one. Who's gonna be the perv? Granted, not. I mean, you have Mineta and my hero, but they like never let him get to that point. Yeah, it's kind because of the thing. girls figure it out. Yeah, but that's always my favorite part. It was like, like when Mineta drills the hole in the locker room, mm-hmm. and Jiro fucking puts the eye jack in his eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that he's climbing the wall, yeah. and the girls are in the in the hot tub on the other side, mm-hmm. and then what's his name's up there? And then Coda Coda kicks him off the yeah. wall. 
and he falls on. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's another one I that completely went over my head from my hero, um, Ari. Ari. <laughs> yeah. Huge. You know, I mean, she's and she's just like a, a you know very young girl. Yeah. With a very r- ridiculous though. powerful quirk though, mm-hmm. to the point where she can't control it. Yeah. Um, you want to talk Demon Slayer? Do you want to go into Dragon Ball because we uh, kind of pegged weight into that? Sure. So, Dragon Ball for sure falls into that. Now, not that there's not female fans of Dragon Ball because you and I, we personally work with one and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've talked to other ones and, you know, there's... Definitely female fans of Dragon Ball. Yeah. But that's definitely not the target demo. No. It was dudes. Hence the big muscles and the fighting and the shouting and all that shit. All that being said, you do get a character, characters like Chi Chi and Balma, who at times can be a little tropey. Yeah. I would say Balma more so than Chi Chi, though. Because Chi when you meet Chi Chi, she's kind of a badass too. Mm-hmm. As far as just being a martial artist, yeah, that's kind of why Goku likes her. And in and as Dragon Ball goes on, Vegeta does go on to say he's like and this was in Super, actually probably not that long ago in Super, like canonically where the anime is. That Saiyan men prefer feistier women, which kind of you know would make sense because they are a warrior race. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, I mean, and Balma's one of the smartest characters in that entire world. Yep. That whole universe, mm-hmm. as far as females go. You have Whis's sister, though, as well. Android 18. Right. And she's probably the number one From answer show. to that question. Yeah. Granted, she also was engineered to kill Goku. Mm-hmm. But when she has that time to, you get you get that time skip between Cell and Boo. That's even pre-Boo though. Like when the they have that scene where they're punching the fucking the test. They're doing that test thing where they're hitting the the punching bag thing. Oh yeah, that's to get ready for the tournament. Yeah, the world tournament. All that is great, mm-hmm. and then she's fighting Go Gohan and. And trunks or go ten in trunks. She's like, ah, she's like, I'm figuring. She's trying to figure it all out. So like in the heat of battle, dude, the scene where she breaks Vegeta's arm, mm-hmm. like shatters his arm, without a thought, breaks Trunks' fucking sword, rip. I mean, just look at piss me off. Super, super went so much like further with uh, Android stuff, <laughs> right? Too. And and then that's kind of goes back to the point we just made where it's it's. Dragon Ball Super is very much new school where Dragon they left kind of Dragon Ball Z behind. Mm-hmm. Cuz you don't see Roshi doing half of that shit. The whole shit with, with Krillin and Marin. Mm-hmm. Where he all that filler shit where he goes in the ocean and he goes and he opens that clam and he gets that big ass pearl and she just leaves him anyways mm-hmm. cuz another dude shows up. Yeah. You wouldn't see that shit today. No. You fucking kidding me? Absolutely not. Well, 
Dragon Ball Super. I mean, we got Kefla. Look at that. Uh, and Kale. Well, Kale, yeah. Kale and Khalifa make Kefla, yes. I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Which is honestly like... And a female Broly, a female Broly is a huge, deal. very interesting concept. Yes. And they made they very much much so made her like the old school Dragon Ball Z movie Broly, where she was super shy and timid. Yep. And then she, when she goes Super Saiyan, absolutely loses it. She's mm-hmm. humongous. And and. Uh, Khalif, wait, yes. Kale's the Broly one, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Kefla. So when they... they, um, I will say, I didn't fucking like how they go Super Saiyan. And we probably have talked about that before, where it's just that bullshit tingly thing on your back. Yeah. So fuck that. But that's not because they're female. That's because... That's just shitty writing because you have to have them be Super Saiyan because otherwise they can't fight Goku and Vegeta. Yep. That's all that was. You kind of painted yourself into a corner and then we got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Who else is there from but Super? That scene, but that scene from fucking... When Goku has to go ultra instinct and surf on the... <laughs> the double beam she yes. fucking... Dude, that... I had goosebumps. Because she was kicking his ass. Oh, she was fucking him up. Yep. Well, they were. They were merged at that yeah. point, but... Um, that super cool aesthetic. Honestly, because, like, I was like, oh, fuck, he's done for. And then he just, like... the the per- They did the perfect cut for it, too, because it's about to hit him, and then yep. he just flips. Like, he uses the um, Kamehameha, yep. like, ball. ball or whatever. He, like, Concentrate yep. is, like, a pivot point. And he just like grinds so his kamehameha so and everything, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" And then he flips over her, and then yeah, knocks them out. Uh huh. That being said, though, I mean, you, I mean, you could also get into Balma from the future, though the future time with Trunks's future Trunks's timeline. Where she was kind of forced in a way to, I mean, she actually, she just was because there was nobody else left. She was like the only hope left for that world. Mm-hmm. And then, then got, she got real bad and she had to find a way to go back in time and said, I'll take one for the team. You go and sent him back. So, I mean, they always have stuff like that. And I think you're going to see a huge one coming up this summer when we see Dragon Ball Super, Superhero with Pan. I think Pan has a huge part to play in this movie coming up. She definitely um, has a lot of potential for the movie. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great thing to play with, too, with her being so young. Mm Mm-hmm. And her being the granddaughter of Goku, I think there's just such an interesting thing you can do with that. And being the 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 daughter of the character who has the absolute most potential in the whole show. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's super and and Z. But that's that's really all you have. Yeah, and then again, like 
they're both super tropey, especially Z yes. and Z Dragon is, Ball. Even more. Dragon Ball's even what well, that's a whole other time period too, though. Yeah. That's all eighties. Yeah. So you just you just can't see that shit. The whole scene where fucking Goku lifts up her shirt while she's sleeping, like you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. It's just you'll you'll never see some of that stuff ever again. I would, I personally would say for the better, but I mean, you know, you have your old school people that yeah. think you should be able to do that kind of shit and say whatever you want, and that's just not, that's just not how the world works, nor should it. Mm-hmm. I'm quite frank with you. Um, uh, you also have Baba, yeah, who's you know, say what you will, yeah, she's a super small witch lady, but she is important. But it's a very dude heavy show. Yeah. Like extra like ninety five five. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the other two shows where it's not as drastic of a yeah. percentage. So I brought up Demon Slayer. That's also very new school. Very new school. Um I'm gonna shout out Megan, my girlfriend. Uh she was she's gonna be on the show and we just couldn't make it happen this week, unfortunately. And I really would have <clears throat> loved to have her on for this. This uh, episode. Because she's a lady. Yeah. And I would like to see her viewpoint on a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially tropey stuff. Honestly. Yes, we are two dudes talking about this yeah. topic. So that in of itself could probably be seen a certain way. But Yeah. I feel like we're very um, new school minded, though. Like 100%. I, I don't like seeing that stuff, to be honest with you. Like, I just. We, we talked about it in Demon Slayer. Well, when Tengen picks up that girl and he smacks her ass, I was like, "What the?" Fuck? We t- I texted you like, yeah. "What the? F- why? Why is that?" Like, it made me uncomfortable. Like, it's just like a weird w- why. Yeah, and they quickly, you know, move past it. But mm-hmm. for a show that up to that point didn't have anything like that. Yeah, the only thing you could say is the love Hashira. Her outfit is kind of orgy, a little revealing. A little a lot. fuck if you read that tale of uh, water and flame. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Them titties are out, dude. Basically, uh-huh. yeah. So damn. Um, which is such a departure from like Shinobu. It's completely and canal and can yeah. Completely different. Mm-hmm. So in Demon Slayer, we have Kanroji. All right, first off, we got, like, what is there, like, seven or eight Hishira? Nine? Are talking about currently in the show? Yeah. Though you started with nine, you're down to eight. One deceased. One retired. One retired. So you're down to seven. And you got two females in it. Kanao and Mitsuri uh, mm-hmm. Kanroji. Uh, both strong characters. We're going to see more Kanroji next season. Yes. She's um, she's the poster. Yeah, she's literally the poster for all we have next for next season yep. of uh, Demon Slayer. But then we have Kanao, and I think Kanao is a fantastic character. It's a very poignant scene with the coin and everything, and mm-hmm. just her how they uh, I don't want to say acquired, but how they kind of how she got introduced to this world. That scene's fucking rough, dude. Yeah. She was essentially a slave. Like she basically was. 
Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of took her. Yeah. Um, in the form of a villain, we had Daki. Yeah, she. She was a great villain. In the same arc, though, you also had Tangan's three wives. Yep, and I think that aspect was great because that showed, in my opinion, the growth from '80s and '90s anime to now. Because they even touched on the subjects like, you know, Tangan isn't the same as his uh, clan because he actually gives a he shit. gives a shit about his his wives. Yeah. Yes, um, and I think that's part of the strength of Tangan. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. I mean, we were just shitting on him for slapping that girl's ass, but then he also really, like, he loved his wives and wanted to make sure that they were taken right. care of and saved. In that scene where he thinks he's dying, that's, like, the one he's just like, I just wanted to say bye, but these three fucking keep fighting. Yeah. Uh, one that, Which is a comedic beat. This is, you know. One that you might have slipped past your head for this show. Tamayo. Lady Tamayo. Oh, she did. I thought you were going to go the other way with uh, Tanjiro cutting the rock scene. No. I thought you were going to go with her. Lady Tamayo. Great character. We haven't seen her in quite a quite a bit, though. And she is very, very important. You saw a little bit of her. You reminded her of her this You're season. reminded, yes, with the cat, yes. With the cat. With the, with the upper rank blood. But going Basically, f- Muzan's. But going forward, uh, she's going to be very important. And I think the most important female probably in the entire show is Nezuko. For sure. Um, she's she's important in the aspect of the story, but going forward, you're going to find out. Well, she plays a huge, humongous part of this sh- show. She She's arguably the most important piece of the show going forward. And you can see that because you can see how other characters, t- how the other demons talk about her. Mm-hmm. You can tell that. Um, and she had her comeuppance in this past arc. So with this past arc, uh, you know, Megan and I were watching it every week it was coming out. And she was so pissed when. Because <laughs> she's like, you told me there was more episodes. And I was like, yeah, well, we we thought we've there was We've gotten more. a lot of heat for yeah. that. We, that's probably the biggest thing we've gotten heat for is yeah. people like, what the fuck? I thought we were getting more episodes. Ah, so did we. Uh-huh. But uh, talking on the phone briefly before we started recording, I was like, yeah, I wanted you on. You know, we could talk about, you know, this this woman, this female character, this female character. And then I brought up Nezuko. She's like, yeah, because Nezuko's a fucking badass. Yeah. And she's 100% Verbatim, that's exactly what she said. Um, Nezuko is probably one of her favorite characters, period. Probably period, yeah. Like. I got her a Nezuko figure for Christmas for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. I got her a Nezuko Playman for MTG. Like, her background on her phone is Nezuko. <laughs> Another female we work with also loves Nezuko and loves Demon Slayer. Uh, Maria. Yes, she's a huge Demon Slayer. So. Yep. Shout out to Maria. Um, Shout out to Maria. But no, we really got to see a lot of de- development with Nezuko this past season, especially when she went rage mode. And for somebody that doesn't talk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. to have emotion evoked in a character who literally can't talk. Mm-hmm. Just the act of her breaking her bamboo mouthpiece was a oh shit! Like it, like audibly oh fuck! Like here we go. Yep, this is different. This is not. Anything we've seen before, mm-hmm. and then and that's when the her 
you know, flowers start growing on her skin and all that, and then she starts getting bigger. Yep. <clears throat> Which could be construed the wrong way because there was people that were upset with, you know, with her, her developing. And all yeah. That. But it is what it is. It, you know. I've we've definitely seen worse. We've talked about worse on this yeah. uh, on this chapter of the show already. So I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. Although shout out to Nezuko in that uh, end credit scene where she's humongous. Yeah. The one with the chin. Yeah, it's hilarious. Big brother. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fucking funny. Um, I think that's all we had to talk about from Demon Slayer off the top of my head. Wasn't one but of- for such a short amount of time, though, mm-hmm. we have 26 episodes from season one. We have the Mugen Train arc slash movie. Yep. Admittedly, next to none, I think, for, I mean, if you take out Nezuko, although there are females that do show up in the uh, the dream world during the Mugen Train arc, and there's that episode that's all Ren Goku before, like, that first that was all new. Yeah. With the the, the grandmother and the granddaughter, right? and the granddaughter, when Ren Goku's father saved her, and she thought it was him again, mm-hmm. he's like, "Nah, that must have been my dad." But like we just said, this past arc, very female heavy. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's like almost a one to one. You got the three boys, Tengen. His three wives, Daki, Nezuko. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. For such a short amount of time. Plus, they literally live at Shinobu's house. Yep. When they go back to HQ, that's where they live. She's had some great moments with Giyu. But it's that also, whole... like, when they recover, too, like, and then they go through all this training, it's women training them. Yes. That that's all females. You don't. It's all women making these. You see, you see. The only time you see dudes is if it's story driven to be like, oh, we'll touch on that later. Yeah. Like when what's his name shows up from the selection day. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. What's his name's brother? Uh, Sanami's brother. Who now hangs out with Gi- with uh, Guillaume? Yeah. But you have uh, these women and girls uplifting and empowering and making these men. To be the best self, their best yeah. selves. Like, like they're training them. Yeah, they're not just healing them. Yeah, so they're not playing just that nurse joy role, mm-hmm. where that's all. That's all they do. They're literally training them. Shout out, to Officer Jenny. Shout out to Officer Jenny, mm-hmm. who is a badass. Yep. Who has a lot of cousins that all look the same. Yep. Say what, you know, say what you will about that. Yeah. That could be construed one way or another. I like to think in my head. They did it that way because it's just easier. You have less assets to make. Yeah. So I would go with that. We'll be, you know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. But I mean, you you could go into Pokemon too. Misty. Misty. She Daisy. wasn't taking shit from anybody. Daisy. She was one of the like people that traveled with Ash for a while. I will admit, I I. I'm probably 50-50 if I play as a female or not. <clears throat> not a popular opinion, but, yeah. I mean, whatever. I Go did. fuck yourself. 
I can't share that opinion. But I can share that I do play as female characters in a lot of other games. Assassin's Creed, I definitely played as Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And now they brought her back. They didn't bring the other dude back because mm-hmm. he kind of sucked. What so like we covered a few of the big shows that we watch a lot and that we think have strong female characters that we know the most about. Yeah. Um. Uh, do you want to start railing off any characters that you like female characters from shows? So I we talked about this a little bit before we hit record today, but a huge story that is essentially almost all female driven was Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. which was a you know a good enough anime to be selected to be made into a movie with Scarlett Johansson that did not do well. Mm-hmm. Just, I think it's mostly because of it's definitely not the acting talent of Scarlett Johansson because I think she's one of the best actresses in Hollywood right now. But that transition is we've spoke about this as well. Mm-hmm. Extremely difficult to make the anime too. Um live action so but I think I think that's that's a great story I also you know it's another show that actually has pretty good female characters is uh, Neon Genesis mm-hmm. one of the one of the most influential uh, female characters in anime of all time is Sailor Moon yes which is almost basically all females. It, the it, whole team, the whole main team is. Yeah. I mean, you have that like phantom mask guy, but like whatever. I mean, the show revolves I feel like around, he just shows up randomly though. The show revolves around um Sailor Moon, a female like superhero. Yeah. Again, I That I, show, unlike some of the other shows we've talked about though, we, you and I were not the target demo back in the day. No. That was definitely geared towards females. Exactly, yeah. Um, Sailor Moon is very important, I feel like, in the realm of anime. I personally have not watched it, but very important. I cannot say I have either. And they did bring it back recently. So, I mean, there is new new content for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even something as silly as, like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you have my Valentine. My Valentine. Who's who's pretty she's entrenched in a lot of the especially early on, like the first two seasons. It's like heavy moment like important moments for this for that story. She's involved. Yeah. Plus you have Taya, who I'm not gonna lie to you, I fucking hate Taya. I think she is not a great character because she just is annoying and I hate that. Yeah. Um on the villain side of things, again, we haven't watched a lot of this show, but I know you know who I'm talking about when I bring it up. Big Mom from One Piece. Yep. She is not your typical trope for a female character, but she is one of the like big-time villains of the show. For sure. she's on. She's definitely on the short list of, like you said, we're two guys that don't, love One Piece and don't consume One Piece like some of these other shows. Mm-hmm. But we know who that is. Another character I'd like to bring up, Faye Valentine. Cowboy Bebop, who we just talked a ton about a few weeks ago with Christopher. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Parlo. 
Shout out to Parlo. No free shout outs. No free shout outs. You owe us five bucks, Chris. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, you bitch. <laughs> but I mean, she's she's huge for that story. And then she she doesn't do the thing where she kind of just goes along with the dude because that's what she's supposed to do and that's what the plot says. Mm-hmm. She calls Spike out on a lot of stuff. Like, hey, like you tell me, I I go, you know, I, I think about the past too much, but like this whole time, you know, and he's thinking about, you know, his former. Yeah. But without that, without her, you don't have that. That story is not nearly as compelling without Faye. It's just not. Yeah. The live action and the anime. Now, I don't think they did it as good as a job as they should have with her in the live action. So. Just sticking with the anime, like I said, that is not nearly. If you don't have that different point of view, mm-hmm. it's just that story just is not. She just plays such a good role, yeah. Opposite Spike, that their relationship is so compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Fate Stay Night universe of shows, you have Saber. Oh, Fate! Yeah, absolutely. In the Fate series, like- yeah. Hundred percent. Saber is like one of the fucking strongest noble phantasms yep. there are, and I personally just love her character a lot, especially in Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, she's not tropey at all. She's, in fact, I think she's like the opposite of a trope. Yeah, because she. I was. A, I was gonna say that too. Because she's she's a super strong knight, really. Yes. Yep, the hundred yeah, exactly. That's what her title is. Yeah, and, and she she does she has absolutely no time for anybody's bullshit no, at all. Exactly. Um, she's like king at one point too, right? I think so. Yeah, like she's like in charge of the whole shit, mm-hmm. and that's how her whole thing is. Like she kind of is mad about the choices she made as when she was in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, from a commie got kill. There's two, three, three. Uh, you got Mine. And her gun, Pumpkin. Pumpkin was on my list of favorite weapons when we did that list a few chapters ago, four or five chapters ago. Um, you have the main villain, General as death um, I love General as death as a villain. She's one of my favorite anime villains, to be quite honest. Um, I wouldn't. I'd probably put her in top ten, not top five, but. Uh, the fight scene she's in, the fact that like you have a person who who leads the entire faction of bad guys is a is a female character. I think that's great. And then the whole entire show is centered around Akami, who, mm-hmm. who like the, uh, the final fight of the show is two women, right? Like, how often does that happen? Fucking never, hardly ever. So I do, I do enjoy that story. I loved that anime. Um, I didn't like that it was one season. It was just one of those kind of one-shot, one-season type things, right. and I did not like that. But I thought that final fight was great, and it was just well, very well written, in my opinion. Is there any that come to mind for you when I say uh, Gundam? Um, or is that another one of those shows that's like just super duper dude heavy? Gundam, you have 
Crudelia Anna Barnstein, I think, from Iron Blooded Orphans. She's like a huge part of the like story of the show. Um, she's like the leader, I believe, if I remember correctly, like of the Mars Alliance, I believe. So she's trying to like reconnect Mars and in and Earth. Um, the girl that actually kills my favorite character, the pilot of the Gundam, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's tattooed on my leg, was a female character. She How about held, that? She held his uh, Gundam's head up and claimed victory. So, uh, I was pissed about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I think it's a great strong suit right there because, like, what that in the realm of that show, what that showed to everyone else. All the characters in that show is that this chick is like the best of the best because mm-hmm. she just killed like the most powerful right. Gundam pilot that they've ever encountered. So I think in the realm of the show that that was a good showing. Um, you have the princess from Gundam Wing, the hero Yui's like whose love interest is I forget her name, but that's just. That comes down to one of those just like love interest things where Right. Sure she's like important to the show, but like is she an influential right. female that's, character? No. And I think I think it's a good thing that we're kinda of getting away from that where the female is just to be there to give the guy something to be worried about mm-hmm. type of thing. <clears throat> it's like old school Mary Jane for Spider Man, where like she was just kind of there she's the reason he wears the mask kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now they've Jane Foster for Thor. This run that they've recently been going on where Jane does become Thor, which is going to be what's the movie Love and Thunder is based on. Mm. We're, we're getting away. It's not, and it's not just to be PC. They're writing these characters and doing them a service by doing. They're not just doing it because they have to make female-centered content. Yeah. I will say another show that I love that I do talk about, you know, here and there, Hunter Hunter, also has some very good female characters. Especially in the form of a villain. Yeah. Not for P2. Not for P2. Uh, Literally drives Gone to literally attain his adult form and, like, he sacrifices... His life. his life force to get powerful enough and he fucking kills her. Yeah. But then her power becomes even stronger after she's dead. Which is also nutty. Mm. She's a great villain in that show. Like that scene's tough. Yeah. That is not an easy that's No. Centered around a female. That's one of my favorite rage moments. Was, oh yeah. Yeah. And that way to yeah, yeah. Absolutely, dude. And I mean, what's her name too? Uh, uh, Biscuit, you know. Now her power does allow her to become almost Broly-esque too, mm-hmm. which is also a thing that you know a certain subsect of the population is. That's like their thing. Yeah. So, um, so you can do with that what you will as well. Yeah. To you know not. But I mean, you know, 
it's hard to do some certain things and not strike a nerve with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's someone's always going to be upset at the end of the day. Upset or like overly into it too. Uh-huh. Like there's a, that's that side of the spectrum too. You know? Yeah. Never enough. Hentai is a thing. Yeah. It's a thing, yeah. and that's you know. Um, and Black Clover, we bring it up, I bring it up occasionally. There is a, a lot, I would say, arguably equivalent to My Hero and Attack on Titan, the amount of, like, strong and influential female characters that are in that show. Like, arguably, like, one of the strongest characters in the whole entire show is, uh, Mario Lena, uh, Leonhardt, um... Yeah, I was gonna say Lion, Lion, Leonhardt. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, she's a fire. I don't even really know that much about this show, and I know I. That's another thing. Like I know who she is. Yeah, she uses fire, but like every her arms turn into these like giant fire balls, or I don't know how to really describe it. Um, but every time she hits you, every hit gets stronger. So she's like one of the most powerful uh, magicians in that whole entire show. Um. You know, it's another show that we, you and I, have discussed getting into recently with the uh, with the news that it's a prequel to uh, Soul Eater. Fire, Fire Force, Force. Yeah. has a shit ton of females. Mm-hmm. Some of the most powerful characters in that show are females as well. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, the the trend we're seeing is that we're we're slowly. Not even slowly. We're quickly getting away the days of the damsel in distress. There's there's a there's a few lanes that female characters were were put in. Mm-hmm. You were you were there to be ogled at, and like the weird, creepy characters with the overly drawn, you know, features. That was your lane, or. You were the weird, timid girl, or you were the damsel in distress, and you were there just to get saved every week. Mm-hmm. Now you have these females that are in charge and in charge of their own stories. Like they're not, they're not just there. They're not in the just background noise anymore. Yeah. I think we t- talked about this. This is very early in the show. We're doing our recap of season one, two, and three of Attack on Titan. When, you know, spoilers, like when Aaron effectively dies, I I thought they were going, I thought it was just Mikasa's show from there. Yeah. And I'd have totally been in for that too. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they flipped that script around for like one of the first time, the second time for the, you know, second time out of. 800 <laughs> plot twist that this story goes through. Yep. Like, I totally thought Aaron was fucked and he's done. Well, Aaron's done. Main character's dead. Yep. And I totally would have... It, it. I didn't remotely... I wouldn't have stopped watching it at that point. Because with such little content, they did such a great job with her that I would have watched that show. Um, Another more modern show... Who had some big news, in my opinion, that we'll be discussing after we watch the movie for the show oh, tomorrow yeah. is Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah. 
there's a lot of strong female characters mm-hmm. in that show. Uh, the first one that comes to my mind is uh, Nobaru. Yep. The girl with the hammer and the nails and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, I can't, May, I think is her name. The girl with all like the weapons and shit like that. Again, another strong female character. Like we're seeing it more and more where shows are starting to lean towards like, I think I think in, in shows the past or in even manga past, obviously, but it was kind of just like you said, it was like damsel in distress or she's going to team up with these guys. But the whole thing is she's going to be weaker than all the guys. And we're starting to get to the point where you have these female characters that are being so well written that right. they're the top the top dogs of these shows, mm-hmm. really. Or even something like Shinobu. Where she she knows that she's physically not, she's not Giyomi, she's not Tengen, she's not Ren Goku. Mm-hmm. That's why her sword is designed the way it is, yep. almost like a a needle. Mm-hmm. And she's super smart when it comes to poison and antidotes and that kind of stuff. So she plays to her strengths too. Yeah, she doesn't need the help. She just had to find a different way to go about being a Hashira level demon slayer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So it's okay to have them not be physically as strong. But she took her knowledge and twisted it and utilized all of that as a way to get to where she's at. Mm-hmm. Literally top nine in the entire Demon Slayer core. It also helps the other one was trained by Ren Goku. So, I mean. His mom. Rengoku's mother. Very pivotal. Fuck. I'm just going through a little list real quick. We brought up a lot of these names. I don't even know if we brought it up before, but uh, Deku's mom. You did bring her up. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I touched on that because of like what she felt was right to do by him at the time, even though she he didn't have a quirk, but then he got one. Mm-hmm. Here, here's one. Um, there are some typical tropes that we just discussed regarding her story, but a very popular and influential female character uh, is Asuna from... Uh, Sword Art Online series. I was going to say, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to bring up SAO because uh, my touchstone to SAO is limited to just the little bit of gameplay that I've act like the actual games that I've played of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually sat down and watched really any of it. So I don't have a huge touchstone to it. Mm-hmm. You may more than me. But I mean, that's Sword Art Online is super female heavy. Yeah based on who's on the posters and all that kind of stuff like that's it's it's your typical trope of the damsel in distress that we talked about but like aside from that Asuna's pretty strong too in mm-hmm. the show like she's not as strong as Kirito but um she does fuck shit up when she needs to um there's Tatsumaki from One Punch Man nah all right so <laughs> We have a show coming back out in October. Bleach. Oh, yeah. There's a 
lot of strong female characters yeah. in Bleach, but there are, are there's, also There's I was going to say I was going to say that kind of fits in that old oldish school kind of So you have your like, you know, influential, you have your strong female characters, but they kind of fall into the uh the trope of having revealing clothing. Yeah. Uh, right. one of them is Rengiku. Um Yoruichi Rukia I'd say Rukia is probably the one that has the least tropes about her, and she's super well written. Um, or Hime, she is your typical damsel in distress because like she, Ichigo gets killed, Okara right. wants to kill her. She's the damsel in distress, and you know, uh, Ichigo has this giant like rage moment transformation to save her. Right, and that's you know. We spoke on that as well. Uh, another show that I've we've talked about. I don't dig as much. Uh, Fairy Tale has uh, a lot of females, but there's uh, a lot. S- uh, Scarlet. What's her name? Urza, uh, I think. Ezra Ez- or Urza? Yeah. yeah, Urza. Urza Scarlet, I think, is her name. She's a. Uh, it's another one of those. I don't love Fairy Tale. I don't love the art. I you know. That's Harper's cup of tea. Yes, I was gonna say yes. Uh, Tony's that's Tony's thing. He watches that with his kids and all that. Um, there's tons of tropes in that show, though. So we've been bringing up tropes here and there. What are what are your, some of your least favorite tropes when it comes to women in shows? Oh, for sure, the oversexualization of different females, just for no good reason as other than something to look at so i want to build off of that so it's the over sexualization but the over exploitation too your typical i mean it's it's happening in shows at this day and age too where like Mineta, i think it happened last season where he like tripped and fell and he fell face first and oh girls, like, somebody's chest, chest yeah his face is in between her boobs and yeah and, then there's like they always like the typical trope for that. And, and then they, they kick they the they up, punch the shit out of and them. And they yeah. go flying yeah. or something like that, you know. Uh-oh. Which that is played for laughs. And at the core of all this too, that should be something I don't know if we actually really talk about all that much. Is uh the, the we are American and the Japanese have a very different outlook on that kind of stuff than we do. 100%. So like we get a, a we even get censored Two very different, different yes so what is seen as one way here is seen completely different in Japan which is the original you know audience that this is meant for we just happen to be able to get it over here like an example of that just real quick that's kind of off topic but um big d from work the cleaner mhm he went to go see the jujutsu kaisen movie and he's very religious. Okay. Big D. He's like, man, I got like a little bit into that movie and I it was subtitled and I knew there was going to be some demonic shit, but man, that shit was demonic. I had to walk out there. I didn't even finish the movie. And I'm like. Be like that. I do. I mean. But, That's like the whole show though. But that, that, that literally is. It's curses. It's like demons pretty much. So it's two very different cultures. Japanese culture and American culture totally different things that we might see as like what the heck is like 
they laugh about that stuff. So right. That's why yeah, they exactly. To put it so, so that's why sometimes even like something as simple as like comedy, mm-hmm. something that they think is funny over there goes right over our heads. Or even just the translation of the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Japanese to English isn't a, you know, there's just some some words that don't translate super well or they have multiple different meanings and they're like, eh. So that does have to, that is a factor as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's less noticed in the, what we've kind of dubbed this chapter of the show, new school mindset on that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's gotten better, but I mean, this it's still there. Oh, kill a kill. Also yeah. female heavy. Ruby. Yep. Don't like that art style personally for either it's of not, those, it's not. but um, they're very female heavy shows that deserve their flowers because they're very inspirational. We can't even forget it was something we're overlooking that I can't believe I forgot about. Oh, I was just, uh, if you go ahead and say it, I think uh, we're thinking the same exact thing. Studio Ghibli. Yep, hundred uh, percent. I was gonna say, holy shit, we have how I don't know how far are we in right now. Miyazaki goes so far to like make sh- there. So there's your typical tropes like damsel in distress and stuff like that. But mm. you have Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, yep. Howl's uh, Flying Castle, uh, all Totoro. Totoro. Like the main characters are all females, yep. and it's just, those are just like fantastic stories first off oh yeah fantastic stories damn dog uh, i just kicked the shit out of that other mic that we're not even using let's jump that mic that is on that's on god damn it rip well i'm not gonna reach over there now because it'll make even more noise i just shut it off oh cool um, cool cool i took a i took a little bit of a risk i couldn't remember which one was yours and that <laughs> so i just pulled the first one um and we lost this episode <laughs> Again. Again. Um, but yeah, Studio Ghibli films are very female-centric films, and they're just beautiful films and beautiful stories. So shout out to Miyazaki for those. For sure. he. I feel like those films are, I don't want to say the originators of it, but like they almost made it, I don't want to say they made it cool to have a mostly female cast, but I mean, kind of. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think of something like even Berserk, you know, there are some, don't get me wrong, there are some, uh, you know, characters that are, female characters that are good in that show, but Mm -hmm. they also fall into that, that tropiness that, like, you know, it just doesn't, work now oh, like yeah. you see some of these scenes and it's it's like it's just like why mm-hmm. why would you make that choice they're few and far between these days it's more so like you watch something from like the 80s and 90s and you pick up on something now as adult and now that you have like a more mature mindset but at the same time you understand the some of the shit that we see and you're like watching it and you're like, how the fuck? Like, I watched this as a kid. Like, what the fuck? 
Right. And some of that, like we said before, does kind of go over our, your heads at, at a time like that. But to rewatch some of the stuff now, it's, you know, just doesn't work anymore. No. Which does show growth, which does show, you know, that you can learn from these things. Mm-hmm. I think we're in a we're in a significantly. I'm not even going to say you know we're in a better like we're in a, a much much better place now for that type of stuff. Yeah, as opposed to us growing up, for sure. Just in that short amount of time, mm-hmm. and and that's not just anime. That is everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Christ, we're getting a fucking uh, Miss Marvel show in June. Mm-hmm. First, if you would have uh, said that ten years ago, you'd have gotten laughed out of the room, dude. First Muslim uh, superhero for She's Pakistani, I'm, yeah. She's, that's like her the, typically, yeah. By a Muslim American family and everything. She they even say it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. She's like the the brown girl's never the hero of the story. Yeah. But she's going to be prominently featured in the Marvels movie as well. Yeah. So I mean, everything is gearing towards that, and you know. Say what you will about the Me Too movement and all that, but this is all important shit. Like yeah. it's just some of these things that were acceptable back in the day are just not anymore. Yeah, and I think we're better off for it. Like, do you? Do you? I don't think we've ever had this conversation. Do you want kids someday? Yeah. It's, so do I, and it's just like I want there to be mediums of any kind, whether it's like. Uh, comic like Marvel stuff or mm-hmm. manga stuff. If I had a daughter, I'd want her to be able to read this stuff, relate to a character, and look up to characters. Absolutely. And we're and, and this is starting to come around to where we're getting more of that. Like back, like I brought up Sailor Moon. Back in the nineties and eighties, like that's all. That's girl, like all you had. That's all girls had was Sailor that, Moon. That and like Hello Kitty. Yeah. Whereas now it's just Which, like... Which, I mean, shout out to Amanda, who still loves Hello Kitty, but... <laughs> shout out to Amanda. No free shout outs. Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> who will not be listening to this. She's got the girl. Yeah, maybe this one, week. but... Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, so, yeah, like... If I have a daughter, I want her to be able to watch something and be like, wow, I that, that girl in that show... I want to be like her because she beat all the boys' asses. You know, yes, I I want her, I, I'd want if I had a daughter, I'd want her to have a character that she can reflect on. Like I look at Ren Goku, like I look perfect, at All perfect. Might. I want I'd I would want her to have someone like that, mm-hmm. where they have a message, and you can take that message and literally apply it to everything else. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd want. That's the world I want to live in, where anybody can look at a at a certain character, and they can, you know, be galvanized by that image. Yeah. Whether it's what they say or how they act or whatever, I would want them to have that, like I do. <clears throat> like I want, like I look at the story of like Kanao with the whole entire and Shinobu with the whole coin flipping thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, like, girls see that and whatever they're going through, they realize that they are in control. Yes, absolutely. Of what they're going through. And, I mean, we've discussed this show. 
we've decided, us two, that it's not anime. Mm-hmm. But you do have something like The Legend of Korra, yes. where you, you, you can... They've proven that you can do that. Yep. You can center a show that was centered around a male character, have a sequel series that's not. Mm-hmm. They've proven it, and people seem to like that. I, I personally never watched Legend of Korra, I, but... It wasn't, in my opinion, the storytelling wasn't as good as the first one, but the thing is, what what did it do for that girl that was confused about who she is Mm -hmm. because at the end of the show you find out that Cora is um, a lesbian so it's just like you kind of see like the character development through that and her discovering herself and her going through her trials and tribulations and then finally at the end it's like the big thing she's happy she accepts who she is that's honestly and that's all anybody of that show is like accepting who you are yeah Absolutely, and I'm and I'm glad that there's that show for for girls out there. Hundred percent. I mean, I think a, a studio that does a phenomenal job at that is is Pixar. Mm-hmm. Through their what they're able to do with, I mean, with this with the Amanda and I just watched that Turning Red movie yesterday. Yeah. What the commentary on it's it, that's all females. Mm-hmm. And the the thing about that is it's different generations with the grandmother and her sisters and the girl's mom and the girl and how she feels about having being with her friends. And it's kind of a commentary on this coming of, of age thing mm-hmm. is very profound. And you're able to do that through animation. Yep. And they've been, I mean, granted they've also been nailing that for a long time. That's not just, that's not new by Pixar mm-hmm. in, by any stretch of the imagination, but it can be done and it can be done in a beautiful way. So I'm glad that's kind of where the trajectory we're on. Yeah, me too. That's a great question you posed. I never thought about that, but that's a phenomenal question. I love that, the daughter thing. Because mm-hmm. like I, I never, I never thought about it from that perspective. But like how I feel about certain anime characters, like like everybody should be able to yeah. latch onto somebody. Yeah. Like, is there some shows that I probably wouldn't let my daughter watch? And even in anime, maybe not until she's at least older. Right. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely. You'd have to. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have my daughter be subjected to, like, some of the old school 80s and 90s tropes. No. I don't, I don't know if I'd want I don't, my I don't want that for, you, know, you wouldn't want that for them. No. So, like, why? I don't think I'd want my daughter to watch Berserk. No. Fuck no. No, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> and Berserk is one of those or Digimon. holes. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, just stick, stick that one in there. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> or JoJo's. I don't know dick about JoJo's. They could have the best female characters ever, and I yeah. wouldn't know a damn thing because I, I can't watch it. Yeah. Or Baki. I can't do it. Sorry. I watched Baki. Someone was asking me about Baki. Uh, uh, other Aaron from work. He's like, hey, did you watch Baki? I was like, well, there's two Baki shows, so I right. watched the one. And I was like, I, I didn't get into it. It was just one of those like COVID watches where we I had so much time to do Oh, something. okay. Yeah, yeah, right. So, oh, you've told me that. Yeah. I, you've told me that before. And it was like one of those things where I kind of ran out of stuff to watch. So then I was like, all right, I'll watch this. But it was like a forced, like, this kind of sucks to <laughs> like, watch. Hate, you're hate watching it? Yeah. <laughs> But 
Um, I just, ugh, I can't. I'm I'm can't I'm glad that, like I said, I'm glad we're we got the trajectory where when I have a daughter and I want to expose her to anime, mm-hmm. that there's very strong female characters. There's lovable female characters. There's female characters that she get attached to, and be like. I want to be as brave as Mikasa right. and strong as Mikasa. Or I want to be as strong and goofy as this character. You know what I'm saying? So You can be both. Yeah. As a female, you can do both. Yeah. That's, yeah. You could still be who you are, but you're going to be strong. You're going to be independent. You're going to do what you want to do. You're going to mm. be loving and accepting of yourself. And I'm glad that there there's a lot of this stuff starting to come around these days. That's so that's some f- profound shit, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. This is coming from two fucking dudes. Hey, man. What can I say? I, I mean, I I think that's you know I don't want to toot our own horns a little bit, yeah. but I I think you and I have different perspectives on a, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not close-minded to really anything no. you know that's really uh, about any topic because i mean we've <clears throat> what we're what we've been exposed to and what we consume and all that shit and mm-hmm. we're able to take different differing opinions and yeah form our own i think that's why you and i work together so well oh, that we do see the world kind of in the same lens mm-hmm. shout out to that one comment where we agree on everything Rip. Not only that, but uh, the comment that we sound alike and they had a hard time with Yeah, it. you just got that again. I got that again recently <laughs> because Ishmael had to he had to write out. He he wrote out your choices for last week's episode. Uh-huh. He's like, whoever put that one. He's like, I don't know who's talking. Damn. <laughs> it's like, fuck. It's like, I don't think we sound that much alike. But Yeah. Um, we're about an hour and a half into this. I mean, I didn't we, without news. That's kind of nuts. I didn't think this was going to go as long as yeah. it did. But I mean, we covered, here we are. We covered a lot. We talked about a lot of female the, characters, the good, the bad, and the ugly. With yeah. Um, you got anything else to add? I think that's a good stopping point. Okay. Because I, I mean, we could probably keep going. Oh yeah, we could. Just... I mean, there's definitely characters that we forgot, and you know, yeah, whatever topics that we probably could have covered. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I think coming from our perspective, I think we covered a lot of it. Yeah. I really wish we As well as we could. I mean, obviously, if we had a female here, we could probably have a juxtaposition and get, like, their actual, through their eyes. Mm -hmm. We can empathize as much as we can. Yeah. But we'll never know 100%. That's why I wish we could have had Megan on, because I would have loved to. You know, she's watched enough anime. She loves Inuyasha. Mm Mm-hmm. She loves Demon Slayer. She loves Attack on Titan. There's two newer ones. She loves Studio uh, Ghibli. Um, I'm pretty sure she's watched here and there other shit. Uh, Sailor Moon, I guaranteed she's watched. So I would, mm-hmm. I would be, I I would like for her to actually listen to this episode in full and then. Here. I know. I'm. I'm probably gonna ask Amanda too. So we'll we'll see. Be like if you're. Granted, she she, granted, she doesn't watch any anime. Mm-hmm. So I'd be also curious to see what she has. I mean, she's not gonna know names or anything like that yeah. because she does literally consumes none. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just the 
the crux of this conversation that we're yeah. having. I think it's an important conversation, and this is a bit heavy for us yeah. as a as a whole. You know, the world is where it is. You know, and mm-hmm. there's a shit ton of stuff going on. Yeah, good and bad in between. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good. I think it's good that we look at some of these things and have an actual conversation. Yeah. It's like for this this kind of stuff it's like as a man it's kind of good to step back and be like like again, put it in perspective. Would you want your dog right. consuming this medium? Is that how you think they should have to be? Yeah. Put them in a box that they sh- you know. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. That's a great perspective, like stepping back and looking at the whole picture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people do that enough. No, not at all. This is by far not the only topic you can do that on. Oh, hell no. And I, I and we will. I think in the future we'll talk about other topics. You know, don't get me wrong. I love doing lists. fucking around and, you know, doing shit like this. But I think it is important to have conversations like these. Yeah. Regardless of how many people we have listening right now. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But well, to know that, you know, you and I have this out there, I think is good. Yeah. And we'll take all the feedback from all of this. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear as much female perspective on this as we can. 100%. Yeah. That would be, this would be the number one episode I'd want to get people's perspective on. Honestly. Oh, 100%. I like I said, I, I, before we go down another rabbit hole, as per tradition, as per tradition, I think this is a good spot for us to wrap it up. Yes. Um, so yes, this this episode, this chapter, sorry, will not drop until the end of the month. So mm-hmm. we will also be almost two full weeks, actually over two full weeks, removed from the actual recording of this mm-hmm. chapter. Yeah. No. One. One week, yeah. Ten days or so. Yeah, about ten days. So, no news, none of that. Same rigmarole, though. Yeah. Likes, shares, subscribes. Uh, I, We're not going to have a... We, you, you won't hear us talk about tomorrow until April. Rip. No, you'll hear us talk about tomorrow... Oh yeah, no, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. This so So we'll be a week removed from that. So we can't speak on it today. But we talked about it last week. Okay. Our that enti- makes sense. Jesus our, Christ. This our, whole time loop thing is Our entire timeline of trying to plan this out got ripped and taped back together and ripped back up. And yeah. Flipped upside down and Here we are. This episode should be out on the thirty first, I believe. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, as per tradition, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, give us ratings on everything. Apple music, uh, Spotify has individual episode ratings. I would love to see the individual ratings for this episode because yeah, like for real, like I I'd like to hear as much commentary on this episode as absolutely possible. So if you're a normal, if you're a normal listener, like, like Kevin, like get Lauren's perspective, like yeah. that would be great. All that stuff. So, so Ishmael, if he's married or his yeah, girlfriend yeah. or whatever, 
Ian and his wife, all that. Like, I'd love to hear as much of it as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, so, so subscribe, share, all that stuff. Yep. Actually, yep. we've been getting a lot of, we've been getting probably some of the most feedback since we've been posting this jujitsu stuff, which is cool to see. Well, it's a wave that we're hopping on, so that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to take advantage of that. Oh, 100%. But uh, as always, thanks for listening. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in if you listened. Um, If you've made it this far, holy fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Again, Anime Made Me Do It on Facebook. Anime Made Me Do It pod, all one word. We won't mention the cesspool that is our Twitter. It's not, it's even, not a even a cesspool. cesspool. It's, it's dead. A, it's a it's a dry. It's a petri dish. Yeah, it's a petri with dish with nothing in it. A dry petri dish. <laughs> it's one cell. Yeah, Kevin. Although, and he has a name. Although, we have seen from one cell. It's all cell needs mm-hmm. to come back even stronger than he was before, and then he kills my favorite character, mm-hmm. Rip. Shout out to that moment. I don't know why I always pick the guy that fucking gets killed. God damn it. That's another fucking topic for another day. <laughs> I mean, buddy, ain't nothing to it. And yeah, it made me do it. We out.